You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Thank you, Katie, for joining me today. And Katie is uh, Katie Peterson from Kehoe Money Hun Law, LLC. And she is an attorney and mediator. And I am so pleased to have you here, Katie. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. So I'm just going to dive right in and ask a couple questions of you. So number one, can you please give us a little background knowledge about you and your practice. For example, with so many areas of law you could have chosen, why did you choose family law and how long you've been practicing? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, So I, you know, I went to law school when I was uh, 23 to 25 years old And at the time uh, when I graduated, it was 2008, and there weren't a lot of jobs to be had at that time. The economy had just crashed. Um, But I knew enough at that point, I didn't want to do like corporate law, or I didn't want to work with, you know, kind of faceless clients. Um, I really, you know, wanted to help people on some level. And so, The job that I took coming out of law school was with a um, nonprofit legal services firm in Seattle, Washington, and we worked with people who were experiencing homelessness in Seattle. Um, We provided legal clinics. Um, We uh, had free legal help, uh, worked with clients, um, resolved some of their legal issues so that they could kind of remove those barriers. And what was interesting about that kind of work is it had a lot to do with family law. There was a lot of um, child support issues, child custody, restraining orders, um, a lot of stuff that just impacted the family, you know, at a very immediate level. And so that's kind of where I started to get my experience doing family law. And I found that I really enjoyed it. I worked, I liked working with people um, directly. I started getting court experience and understanding all of the procedures of the uh, uh, going to court. And, um, and the results were fairly immediate for a lot of people. You could really, you know, it's a complex a uh, confusing area of law and sometimes just having somebody who understands what to do step in and be able to help somebody kind of untangle some of the um mess that can come with family law uh was really um it was really rewarding <laughs> so when i went out on my own i moved from seattle down to vancouver washington and opened up my own practice. I knew that family law was an area that I wanted to continue working in. And, um, and I, I stuck with it. I've been doing it for almost 15 years now. (laughs) Yeah. That is amazing. Wow. 15 years. I am sure you have seen some really interesting cases come through. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I know that each divorce is totally unique and everyone that is involved really goes on their own unique journey through this whole process. So if you could change anything or give any heads up advice to someone just starting down this path, what might it be? Hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, everybody has a different situation and, um, divorce can mean different things to different people in terms of where they're at in the process. But I think the main thing that people try to do is they try to rush the process. Mm -hmm. They want to know the fastest way to get divorced. They want to know, you know, how long is this going to take? It's moving too slowly. (laughs) Um, And completely understandable. Some people, you know, they're in situations where they need to get out of quickly, but for most people, they're not really in that situation. Um, The rush might come from just being in an emotionally trying, um, unsure time in their life and just wanting that period to be over with. And I totally get that. But I think um, what I want people to know is, you know, this is a, this is a complex area of law and they don't really talk about um, what happens, you know, when you're getting married, nobody's talking about, okay, what will you're entering into a contract? What, what's it going to look like to kind of get out of this contract? Um, and so slowing the process down at the beginning, really making sure that you have knowledge of the different methods that you can use to try and um, work through the terms you need to decide for your divorce, and then also making sure you have the right people on your team. So making sure you have an attorney who's, um, you know, working in your best interest, working in your family's best interest. Uh, If you have children involved, really understanding the impact that this, not just divorce or separation in itself has on the family, but what the actual process of going through a divorce can have on your family because it's stressful. Um, It can be time consuming. Um, It can be expensive. And so really making sure that you're working with the right people who can help you navigate this. And, you know, part of that is trusting your gut. Part of that is talking to multiple people before you decide to hire the one that makes the most sense for you Um, and not just, you know, going with the first person who tells you they're going to get it done quickly and they're going to get you everything you want. (laughs) It's probably not going to happen in that way. So really exploring what all the options are out there and making sure you have a good um, group of people supporting you. Okay. That's, Great to know. And actually, you segued kind of into my next question, which is going to be, you know, when you are going through divorce, uh, what do you recommend um, as for who to have on that divorce team? Because it's not quite often just the attorney. There's other professionals involved as well. Yeah. And I think one thing that people don't realize too, when they're working with an attorney or when they're first starting the divorce process is as an attorney, I am trained in the legal aspects of divorce. You know, I'm trained to understand the law and the impact. Um, 
I'm not an expert in taxes. I'm not an expert in finances necessarily. I might have you know more knowledge than the average person just because of what I do for a living. But um, you know, and I'm also not a psychologist or therapist <laughs> or you know all these things that kind of seem to come with the job. Um, but that's one thing that we try to tell clients and let them know. You know, like you're going to be paying me a lot of money to. Um, counsel you when I'm not qualified to, you know, to, to give you therapy or I'm not qualified to, you know, give you tax advice. And so, um, uh, you know, knowing that there are many different facets to your case that can kind of go beyond just working with an attorney. And I think a good attorney will help you understand that. And, um, and there's going to feel probably like, uh, like you're paying a lot of different people or, or there's a lot of different people involved, um, in your case. And that could be true, but the key is to make sure that you're getting the right advice from the right people. And often that can help your case, um, uh, be more efficient, um, more efficient with your finances and making sure that you're, you know, paying somebody who's an expert in that field, like a financial advisor for their one hour of time, rather than paying, you know, um, like an attorney to spend three hours trying to figure out the answer to the question you have, because they have to go, you know, research it or talk to a bunch of different people. Mm -hmm. Um, so uh, the different professionals that you might have involved on your case could be a uh, like a CPA or a tax professional. It could be there could be a financial um, advisor. Uh, there could be a retirement account specialist. Mm-hmm. There could be a child. We call them child specialists. Usually they're child therapists or or people who have like a child development background um, that can, uh, help you make the best decisions for your children in terms of what type of parenting plan or schedule you come up with. Um, you could have your own personal therapists. Um, we also have people, you know, we call them divorce coaches and they're usually people that have a therapist background who specifically work with people going through divorce. So they're knowledgeable and understanding of, you know, the types of, uh, unique, issues that you could be facing during this time, mm-hmm. um, lending professionals <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> no, that is a very key piece, you know, dealing <laughs> with the house, um, having a, a good, um, uh, lending professional and a real estate expert on your team, if you need to make decisions regarding your house. So, So you might have some of these, you might have all of them, you might have one of them, but just knowing that if you're, you know, if you're meeting with an attorney and they're advising you of all of these different areas that are specific to your situation, it's probably a good idea to consult with those professionals recommended just so you can have a full understanding of, um, of what's going on, uh, in order to make the decisions you need to make. That is a great answer because I think, I think many times people just think in a divorce, I'm just going to have an attorney Mm -hmm. and circling back to what you said before about people wanting things to go quickly. 
Well, I think sometimes if you don't get a lot of these folks involved, it can really make things go a lot slower because like you said, that, you know, if they're looking to you to do, to be the expert in everything, it's going to slow everything down. So it could also be that the more experts you have, the faster this could go too. That is so true. And the number of times that, um, you know, somebody has come into the Kate who's an expert and they just give their initial, you know, uh, I don't want to say their initial take on everything, but they just give their, their feedback and the amount of time that can save um, the, the, you know, it might be something that the attorneys or the clients have been struggling with for a while to figure out what to do. Um, it just, you know, it just, it can help the case move along. Definitely. And I just, I wanted to add to that too, because, you know, coming into divorce, uh, I would say most of the time, if not all the time, uh, you know, there's a lot of pain involved. There's a lot of sadness or heartache or frustration. And, um, and sometimes there's this expectation that using the legal process is going to help alleviate some of that pain, or it's going to help alleviate your grief and you're, you're going to be able to, you know, show them, or you're going to be able to get them or take them to court or, you know, all these things that you hear and the, um, that never works. <laughs> that's never, uh, that's never, um, yeah. And so um, what was I going to say about that? Oh, so we talked about using, you know, divorce coaches or, you know, getting connected with people who can help just sort of manage some of the emotion that's coming up for each person individually, or the kind of the combined emotion on the case can be crucial because often I will say it's the emotional impact of divorce that really slows things down or really drives people to want to fight it out in court. Um, even though that never resolves anything and it can, you know, make this process take so much longer because you're using the wrong tool to address the underlying issue, which is, you know, you could be dealing with, um, it's, it's the death of your marriage. And so, um, everything that comes with that, uh, using the legal process, not the answer <laughs> to dealing with that pain. Mm -hmm. So here's a different question for you. So in your practice, do you have one really memorable case that you've worked on and if so, what really impacted you the most about that case? Yeah, I, uh, that's a great question. I, so like I said before, I've been doing this for about 15 years and I've done all different, um, uh, variations of family law. So, um, you know, mostly what we do now is mediation and collaborative divorce. And both of those are tools to move through divorce outside of going to court. So we don't rely on a judge making decisions. Um, uh, you know, we build a team to help us make the decisions po possible. And also it's a way to help protect the family um, because the children, especially who are impacted the most by going through divorce. So 
Uh, but I've also spent time doing litigation, which is representing clients in court and kind of, you know, what you see when you think of divorce or or see it depicted on television or, you know, hear horror stories from friends. Um, it's often, uh, you know, people going through litigation. And so I was thinking of kind of the, the thing, the, the case that I come back to a lot um, over this time is when I was sort of a younger attorney, you know, I was probably in the first few years of my practice. And I had this case where I was representing the husband in a divorce and a wife was represented by an attorney. And we went to this thing called a settlement conference where the two attorneys, you know, uh, basically try and negotiate a settlement. And if you reach a settlement, and this is pretty far along in the process, this is kind of like the last thing you do before you go to a trial. And so we've been, I've been with this case for a long time and um, I can't remember exactly what the issue was that they were not agreeing to, but I uh, was negotiating with this other attorney. We were at the courthouse. We were there for hours going back and forth and we finally reached a settlement and it was favorable to my client. It was what my client was hoping for. And so I was, I was relieved, you know, this was a good result for my client And I was kind of excited being a younger attorney, you know, just like, oh, yes, I got, you know, I got a win. Um, But as we say, there are no wins in family lots. It's Mm -hmm. anyway. So after you reach a settlement in that type of situation, you then have to go put it on the record. So you have to tell it to the judge. And then the judge essentially says, okay, and, you know, signs the order, the terms or kind of, um, Uh, preserves whatever the agreement is. And that's essentially binding to them. So we went and we read the agreement um, onto the record and, you know, the attorneys were standing up and I'm still feeling like, oh, this was a good result today. And all of a sudden I hear the wife just start sobbing and she's crying and she's, she's just, she's kind of, you know, she's very loud, loudly sobbing. And I turn around to kind of make sure she's okay. And my client, the husband, you know, immediately kind of gets up and he goes over and he's comforting her and he's crying. And um, we wrap up what we're doing in the courthouse and they take a moment and I'm waiting for my client to walk out of the courthouse and we walk out and it's just solemn and sadness and, you know, I essentially am like, well, we'll connect later because now is not the time to really talk about anything. And that left such a huge impact on me because especially as a as a younger attorney thinking like, oh, I was going to get a win. Won't my client be so happy <laughs> that he got a win? And instead he was sad. He was devastated. Um, he was crying, you know, and then of course, uh, even though they came to an agreement uh, the way that we had done it in the courtroom with kind of fighting back and forth. And, um, you know, nobody was happy that day. And I thought, oh, there's got to be a better way to do this. Um, that's not so harsh and not so um, heavy on the clients and with no room for kind of the basic, you know, tenderness that came um, from from that moment too. And so anyway, that always sticks with me as sort of a way a, a, a case that pushed me in the direction of wanting to pursue 
uh, mediation and wanting to pursue collaborative divorce and wanting to do things that were able to help my clients. And, you know, we always say in a more holistic way, because there were tools that were available to us as attorneys, we weren't using at the time when I was doing litigation or a lot of courtroom, you know, kind of fight it out type stuff. And so um, that kind of, that set me on my path to what I'm doing now. And um, yeah, that was a big one for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That definitely sounds like it had a major impact on you to, you know, turn you more toward the collaborative side or mediation, which I do agree with you is a little more gentle upon the people that are going through the divorce because divorce is emotionally, you know, very difficult, you know? So, uh, that, what a, what a, I'm, I'm sorry, the impact, but it's a really great example of why litigation is not the end all be all that many folks think it is in divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not the only option too. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think, you know, even in mediation, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to paint too bright of a picture like, oh, do something else and you'll have such a happier time of it. It's still going to be sad and it's still going to be hard, but it's at least in a setting that, like you said, has a much gentler approach or it can help kind of hold the family a little bit more as they go through this really devastating time in their life. Um, versus treating it like a courtroom battle that needs to be won. And like I said before, there's no winning, (laughs) you know, it's not that type of a legal situation. Yeah. I don't think anyone truly wins in a divorce. I think it's just how it all works out. Yeah. Um, so I really appreciate you sharing your super, your really valuable time with me today. And, you know, I really respect you as an outstanding family law professional in the Vancouver, Portland area. And I just have a couple last questions for you. So if someone um, wanted to benefit from your expertise, where would they go to learn more about you? Oh, uh, well, they would go to our website. It's kmmediation.com. From there, you can you can give us a call. You can um, schedule a consult online. Um, If you don't see a time that works for you, always give our office a call because our uh, admin does a great job of finding time uh, that's not listed online. Um, Yeah, I think that's the main thing, our website. Okay, great. Social media too. Uh, So Instagram, Facebook. Now threads. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And do you have one final thought that you would like to leave? with today? If you're going through a divorce that, and especially if you're at the beginning, that this can be the hardest point in the whole process and know that there's a lot of professionals out there that are able to help you get through this process um, in a way that you probably could not even imagine (laughs) and know that, you know, the more support you have for yourself now, the better it's going to be in the long run when all of this is over. 
Oh, that is such sage advice. I really think that's excellent. Thank you so much, Katie, for your time today. I really appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.